All right, we're back. back. Episode two Temper of Tangent. the Temper Tangent podcast. What's the date today, Jason? It is Saturday, January 16th, 2021. Yes, sir. My what it's year it's been so far. I got my morning brown coffee. It's morning brown. What is that, Auntie Donna's? <sighs> yes. Okay. Auntie, Auntie Donna's. Auntie Donna's yeah. on Netflix. Everyone Auntie, watch it. Yeah, Auntie Donna's on Netflix. If you want a good time, go watch that on it's Netflix. It's so stupid. Okay. It's the dumbest thing. Okay, why don't we actually talk about what we're doing today before we just start talking. Okay, um, yeah. So um, if you remember last week, we said we were going to talk about some music stuff. Um, I think we were talking about more in the lines of our music, you and me, Jason. Yeah. But um, we actually had this idea of doing a segment, and this is probably going to become a recurring thing. We're probably going to have multiple segments, different types, all variations, funny, not funny, whatever they might be, or, um, you know, informational. But with this, um, this week's podcast, I think we're going to do a artist spotlight, artist spotlight, band spotlight. So basically Isaac and I, we're going to pick an artist that we either think is underrated or one that we just personally love. And we're going to highlight them, talk about them, talk about what we like, uh, talk about what they do and recommend them to you guys. All right. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, you first, go you, ahead. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. All right. So throughout 2020, I think, I think that 2020 was the year for music digestion as a whole for a lot of people. We couldn't go anywhere. We can't really do much. So, um, we listened to a lot of music or at least I did. I did. Oh yeah. And, all done. and vice versa on the, on the flip side, bands basically had all the free time in the world. You and me had all the free time in the world. That was actually 2020 was a weird year where a bunch of bands who broke up actually got back together. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Which is yes. really cool. But, and it was, it was also cool because some of our favorite bands that we haven't heard from in a while had time to finally, get their bearings back together and come out with some music. Now the band I chose came out with an album in 2020 titled 20 dash 20. So like, you know, like 2020 vision. That's what, that's what it, it's labeled as. And that band is called knuckle puck. And, um, I'm talking about them solely for the reason, because I've been listening to this 2020 album for maybe about six weeks now nonstop just because I love this album so much. I can't get it out of my head. I probably talked to you about their music yeah, for hours. Yeah. Almost every single time I talk to you or we were sitting in the car listening to music. Yeah. I always something somehow mention knuckle puck. You always grab the ox and pull up a knuckle puck song. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and it's really been a really big part of my inspiration lately for writing. Um, but I wanted to focus on Knuckle Puck. They're kind of a band that's already been out there for a while. They, they've been established in the pop punk scene and the, the alt rock scene and things of that nature. People know them. They're not, you know, they, they tour on um, Warp Tour when Warp Tour was a thing. Rip Warp Tour. I, rest man, in I, peace. I, rest in peace. But... Um, they they have their bearings, so to speak. But the reason I'm talking about them is not kind of to give them more spotlight because they already have it. It's more along the lines of this 2020 album that they released is probably one of my favorite albums of all time now. And so I thought I'd give it a little, uh, little shout out here and talk about how awesome it is. So um, let me give you a little background on Knuckle Puck here. 
so they're with Rise Records, which is a label that has, let's see, Issues is on Rise, Dance Gavin Dance. Lots of big um, metal bands. Lots of big metal bands. And also Mayday Parade. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, they're Mayday Parade and Knuckle Puck are kind of along the same genres. Mayday Parade's like that emo. Kind of. Emo punk, you know, breakup, heart song stuff, you know. So when it comes to that, you know, they have um, a pretty solid repertoire of other bands they have on that um, Rise Records. So let's see. They started in 2010 in Chicago as a cover band, you know. Um, And then from there, a year after in 2010, when they they finally started writing their own music in 2011, um, they... (laughs) I was trying to find a way to classify them. They are melodic, emo, you know, they, they, that's the thing with, with, they're definitely punk. They're definitely punk. And their, their older albums from 2014 up until like 2020 has been like hard punk, you know, super gritty guitar tone, very aggressive vocals and, um, you know, that really, that fry vocal, yeah. normal punk stuff. They're you know? pretty jammy. Yeah. They're very jammy, very hard, head-banging punk music. And, you know, I love that stuff. I, I can eat that stuff up every single day of my life, and I will never stop listening to it. But um, I would I would say that they've transitioned a little bit. And I actually think this is a, this is going on with a lot of bands nowadays, is that the bands that have been harder, so to speak, in the past have kind of taken this transition to a softer tone and they're more melodic rock. They still have those undertones of like aggressiveness and gritty guitar tone and aggressive vocals and all of this kind of stuff that, you know, was is attributed to, you know, like early 2000s, early 2010s, hard rock, hard punk. Um, but this, this whole, this whole album that has been released in 2020 by knuckle puck is actually like super melodic and it actually has this like tone of hopefulness in it. And like, you can get, you can definitely hear that in the lyrics and also inside of the, um, you know, the over general feel of this 2020 album. And I just thought that was so awesome. So I dove into this a little bit, and I think what's actually really cool is, first off, let me say this. When you have something, and I, I, told, I talked to you about this a little earlier today. When you have something that you're researching, and you're like excited about it, and like for this instance, like how I was researching this for the podcast, I found out so, inf- so much information that I found was so cool and was just like super like interesting. So Ryan Rumchaks is the bassist for Knuckle Puck. But he's also the frontman and guitarist for a band called Home Safe. Home Safe is also amazing. Shout out to them. Yes, Home <laughs> Safe is also amazing. If you if <laughs> for all the bands that I've listed today, Issues, Dance Gavin Dance, Mayday Parade, um, Knuckle Puck, Home Safe, they're worth the listen regardless of what kind of music you like because they're just such talented artists and bands. Now, um, with that being said. I thought that was awesome because Home Safe is literally one of my top three favorite bands ever. You know? Yeah, they're and awesome. They, they're so good. They're so good. And then also, um, 
you know, how they started off was you know, <laughs> just literally just getting together and making covers, you know, covers. Yeah, That's ridiculous. Yeah, really I probably just yeah, actually quite a few bands have started like that. I know. We never did. We never made covers in our music. No, we've, <laughs> yeah, in our band, we've stayed far away from covers. Um, I don't know. I guess we were all already pretty much musicians by the mm -hmm. time we made yeah. the band to where we were mainly focused on original music. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was cool how they started off. Now, let me dive into this 2020 album. So there's actually this website called tunebat.com. And I was just I was just browsing the internet last night while my girlfriend was watching Vampire Diaries, and so I was trying. <laughs> I ugh, I know so awful. <laughs> I mean, actually, to be honest, I caught myself watching it more a little more often okay, than I would like on. to. <laughs> okay, I know we're doing a segment, but I'm already wanting to be on a tangent here. But what is with women in vampires? Like, why why does that appeal to women so much? I think it's, dude. I have no idea. Like, I mean, I, I guess they appeal to everyone, but like there's this weird fascination with romance and vampires, but sorry, go on. We, we can touch on that a little later. <laughs> Women, We're not if, if you have an answer yet. for us, we'd like to know. So please let us know. <laughs> Let's finish this band spotlight. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So like I said, 2020 album is, you know, extremely catchy in the choruses, super melodic choruses. And, it, and they incorporate, you know, that grit, and that punk sound that I love so much. And I was talking about Toonbat, my apologies. So Toonbat is a website that I found myself on last night. I was looking up what keys that Knuckle Puck has been using inside of this album. And I'll, I'll list them off here. D flat major, F sharp major, F minor, E flat major, A flat major, B major, and that's it. There's a lot of flat majors mm -hmm. and yeah. I thought that was so cool. And actually the F minor is only in one song and it's their happiest song. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was so cool how they used a minor minor key, key to use on their happiest song. That's so cool. And so Toonbat also has something called happiness meter. So interesting. Each, each, I've never heard of Toonbat actually. Toonbat is it's so cool. It's so cool. I, I would I would put it up on just random bands. Go try it out. Just type in a name, um, look up a song. It'll tell you the key. It'll tell you the danceable danceability to it. Interesting. On a scale of one to one hundred, a happiness on the scale of one to one hundred, and then like a danceability. Danceability. How, how do you measure that? I don't know. You you measure something and I'm like how much people dance to it or how you can dance hmm. to it. Like, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But anyways, the each song has its own happy meter on a scale of zero to 100. So there's 11 songs in this album and each one I added together and got an average happiness meter from this, from this um, album. And so the 2020 album for Knuckle Puck is on average a 70.6 on the happiness scale. Interesting. Now think about think about pop punk music, and think about what we sing about. Think about what is the general theme for pop punk music, and it's usually not that happy. Yeah, it's normally negative emotions. I guess like angst. It's very or, angsty. Yeah, yeah, very yes. kind of very angsty. Yeah. And inside of this album, I can think of two right now. Like I said, I mentioned hopefulness. I think that is the theme for 2020 for a lot of bands. I think I, 
like in the midst of in the midst, yeah. Of um, I guess the turmoil of yeah. twenty yeah. twenty that everyone just wants more hope. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of songs in this album that talk about we're gonna get through this. Uh, you know, I'm almost there. I'm barely hanging on, but I'm gonna get through it. That sort of that sort of cool. feeling, that sort of vibe. And um, so, seventy point six compared to their other albums, their other albums were in the like the the fifties on the happiness scale. I I just thought that was so interesting. Um, I would definitely definitely try searching this up and just experimenting your own bands with. Um, I wonder when we release our music if we could see what they have to say. <laughs> well, dance ability would be da- zero. Zero, absolute. <laughs> maybe kill somebody ability is probably up there. Dance ability bit. will say stop listening. Stop listening to this right now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, and then this, al- I don't know. This album has su- made such an impact on me. Um, and I think what makes the album for me is not only the fact that they're going for this new sound and how catchy every single chorus is, especially on, uh, let me just give a few songs, Sidechain. That's one of my favorite songs on that album. Um, Just Breathe with Derek Sanders from Mayday Parade, actually. Mm, Um, Yeah, so shout out to Mayday Parade on there. And then also there's one um, called Into the Blue. And dude, those choruses on those songs literally make me want to get up, start moshing, start like <laughs> lifting my hands and singing out like I'm at freaking warp tour. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it just, it just brings me back. I miss concerts so much. And th- this album actually has like, in a way, let me relive that experience of when I saw them at warp tour in my own car. It, it's just, it was That's just, cool. it's just so cool how, how the production and the songwriting can do that to you in this album. And also one thing, the lead singer and the rhythm guitarist come together for some of the most delicious harmonies I have ever heard on, on, a, on an album. I think honestly, if you listen to that album and you listen to the harmonies and you listen to how much work was put into those harmonies, you'll fall in love with it with just for the harmonies. It's, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, I'm not an avid listener of knuckle puck, but from what I have heard, like one thing that stands out for me is their guitar tone as a guitarist. Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. great. It mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Like it fits in their genre so well. And I can tell that they've paid careful attention to how mm-hmm. their guitars sound. And mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, they actually, for this 2020 album came out with their own overdrive for yeah, the guitar. Yeah. You said that to me I the other day. You, yeah. Very interesting. I mean, that's hey. If they're known for their guitar tone, seriously. they're going to market that yeah, and seriously. make a product, and that's uh-huh. good. Yeah. A, a lot of bands are actually doing that nowadays. It's like merch and CDs and vinyl. Not that they're not enough, but mm-hmm. they're really reaching out to their listeners who are also musicians and coming out with a product mm-hmm. that is kind of representing how their own band sounds, mm-hmm. and people are eating that up. Yeah, seriously. Like, uh, that's that's a growing trend nowadays. Yeah, it's such a such a great awesome time to be in a band honestly yeah we you can you can do so many things now there's mm-hmm. so many websites there's so many businesses that are geared towards making small things into bigger things for instance like small bands being able to go out and make their own stuff and so uh, knuckle puck has taken full advantage of that but plus they're also on a record deal so yeah. it helps to have a label behind you does they give you money yeah they do they seriously do but anyways, all, all said and done, if you listen to this, if you like, you know, punk music, if you don't like punk music, I would still give this a listen. 
I think it is beneficial to everyone to just at least go out of your comfort zone and listen to something that you normally don't listen to. I've been doing that over the 2020 year because I was bored out of my mind and nothing else. So I listened to new music and I actually found out listening to this new music. I found bands that I've fallen in love with, you know? So if you're listening to this and you want to jam out in your car, definitely give knuckle puck a try. And that is my band spotlight. I'll probably have another one sometime soon, but I'll probably be still listening to this album until maybe February or December of 2021. (laughs) So, all right. All right, Jason, your turn. What, what do you got? Okay. So for my band spotlight highlight, whatever we're calling this, um, I chose a band from Riley, North Carolina. They're a band called Atlas. That's A T T A L U S. Shout out. I love these guys, and it absolutely breaks my heart because they announced a indefinite hiatus in like 2017, something like that. Yeah. Oh, it just absolutely breaks my heart. So they're not really recording. They're not playing shows. I mean, no one's really playing shows right now, but yeah. even back then, uh, they stopped touring. They stopped writing. And I mean, their reasonings made sense because they all have kids. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but the main members have kids and they need a full-time job. But man, the last record they came out with was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the record I'm going to highlight from them is a record called Into the Sea. It has a whopping 16 full-length songs on the entire record. And it is absolutely great. So a little more about the band. Um, they were signed with Face Down Records, which I think is a great great record company. Um, they have a lot of what I would say every band on that record label is underrated. They're mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that face down does really well is a kind of keep almost an underground scene, but all the bands on their lineup are absolutely phenomenal. Like yep. some, all of my favorite bands are pretty much on that record label. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Atlas specifically, they dropped their um, album Into the Sea in 2015. And I don't think I discovered it until about 2016, actually. Right. A year afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that is such a great record. So it's 16 songs. The entire album itself is a concept album about the ocean. Yeah. And they pick apart so many cool and interesting things about the ocean. Um, and they relate it to life and their faith and all that stuff. And it's just really awesome mm-hmm. how they kind of like take that concept of the, of the ocean and yep. they apply it to so mm-hmm. many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the record itself, I'm not sure where they recorded it. Um, yeah, I have no idea what, what studio they actually recorded it at. But one thing I love about the record itself is the mix oh, and yeah, the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just so much there, you know, like a lot of music out there is really compressed and it's like I don't know it doesn't have that much depth but like in every instrument that I hear on this record I just hear so much depth yeah like I could hear the room where they recorded it in Mm -hmm. and it's like the whole album just has this sense of space and oh my gosh it's great so yeah it's a concept album about the ocean and let's see some songs that I could highlight if anyone uh, decides to look up this this album, I would highlight their song "Sirens." That's pretty much the most popular yeah, one yeah. Um, from the album, and See, I would also first... highlight "Sirens" what? is the first song that you showed me. 
on yeah, album. Yeah, that's the one that kind of made them break through um, or relatively break through, and they had a music video for that one as well. That's pretty jammy. Um, and if you're also looking at their track list, I would recommend Albatross, Boom. Coming Clean, yep. and then Message in a Bottle. Yep, that's really good. And it. it, yeah, it's so good. So for more context, they're, they're rocky, um, post-rock, mainly almost post hardcore. I mean, they get kind of aggressive. Yeah, they've got um, grit. They've got some grit. Yeah, their their guitarist does some of the harsher uh scream vocals or yell vocals, not really scream vocals. Um but they have like another thing that I love is the album is just so dynamic. They mm-hmm. have yeah. just these really spaced out ambient sections, clean sections, beautiful sections with very light instrumentation. Um, the front man of the band, Seth Davey, uh, he's from Riley, North Carolina, and he plays piano. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool for a rock band to have a um, piano player mm-hmm. be their front man. Yeah, for sure. And um, you could definitely tell that they're with the depth of their songs, that some of those songs were written first on piano. You could definitely tell because yeah. they're very, very musical mm-hmm. and dynamic. And it's almost as if Seth wrote them and then he brought it to the rest of the band and then they brought it into like a full band mm-hmm. kind of context. And I think that's really cool. Um, and I, one rule of thumb that people say, it's like, if you could take a song and strip it down to just vocals mm-hmm. and just one instrument, then you have a great song. Yeah. Whether it's like just like an acoustic guitar and vocals or like a piano and vocals. If you could strip a song down to that and it'd still be good, then you have a great song. Yeah. And I think that's what Atlas has with every single one of their songs. And I think another cool thing that they do on the record is that um, they have a few songs that kind of almost have an old timey feel to it, almost like a like a church hymn type thing. Mm-hmm. Like just the way that Seth has written some of the the songs, it just has this really really interesting feel, and it, it, some of them just feel really old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's great. I I showed you this record, and you've fallen in love with it. Well, I, I I'm actually glad that you chose this band and this album just because i feel like this is a uh like a keepsake of yours and i's relationship because (laughs) we i think we really bonded over this album when we were first becoming friends i remember you showing me this album be like dude this this is so great you know the normal jason (laughs) oh my gosh this is so amazing and um good impression yeah (laughs) um he's like man I, i wish i could write stuff like this i think you said i wish i could write this almost every single time we listen to this music. It's just so good. Like it, it does so much for me in, in like directions I want to take music with just a sense of dynamics, like jamming out and going hard when it's necessary, but also just having room to breathe. You know, I'm, I'm all for that. And they, they do that so well. They really do. Uh, but yeah, they're on indefinite hiatus, which means they're all taking a break, mm-hmm. but they're not saying when they're coming back. And uh if you want to do a little more research on them, I think they do have a little uh, rough version on their SoundCloud, right? Well, yeah. So when the band kind of split, um, the only remaining members was the backup vocalist who was the Guitarist. one of the main guitar players. Mm-hmm. And then I think they had the, the drummer still yeah. with the band. And they ended up, they were going to pursue Atlas still, even after Seth Davey, the yeah. front man, kind of bowed out. Um, and they actually recorded a few songs, and um, but they didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. So they just threw them on SoundCloud. And I remember we randomly found it, and I 
basically peed my pants because I was like, I get more out of this. This is awesome. Yeah. The songs aren't really mixed, but man, they're good. Yeah. And so there could have been a version of Atlas without Seth that just had them. Mm-hmm. And to me, it still sounded pretty good, but yeah. man, Into the Sea is definitely a huge highlight for me. Going, okay, so Into the Sea is also one of my favorite albums. Um, this album has also some of the best harmonies I have ever heard in in, in albums. You know, for some reason, okay, as a vocalist, I I drool over that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and they've actually been a lot of inspiration as well. I remember in some of our songs, I was I was like, okay, how would Adalys do this? You know, and I can't pull off the harmonies that they do. Well, back then, because I was an awful singer back then. <laughs> and, you know, I'm still I'm still growing um, just from a normal punk grit singer to more melodic, you know. But this the the harmonies on every single song between Davey, his own harmonies, and then also their lead. What's his name? What's the lead guitarist? His name's name? John Sierra, the other singer. So Davey and John, those two together especially when John's doing the more aggressive. Yeah. He's the aggressive guy is just, well, no, no, Davey. Yeah. Davey, Davey, Davey gets, gets out there. Davey yeah. gets um, aggressive too. And there's, there's been songs where it's, it's pure emotion. Yeah. But for John, it's, he's doing it because he thinks the song calls for it. You know, it, it there's a different, there's a difference right. there, but I, I, I'm glad you picked this one because this is also something dependent on your, no matter your faith, no matter what music you like, this is fantastic music. You have to listen to this and you yeah. will fall in love with the songs. Check it out. Yeah, they're great. And also something hilarious. Um, so I just recently bought a house down in Crystal Beach, Texas, right? There's this weird, weird thing with people down at the beach on naming their houses. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I guess it's, I guess it's, it, it comes back to like how sailors named their boats, you know? Yeah. Congrats on the house, by the way. That's thank cool. you. Thank you. That that's, oh my gosh, that's such a headache. Don't buy a house unless you're ready for months of stress. I'm just going <laughs> to say that right now. The most stressful time of my life has been trying to buy a house and it finally just closed after three freaking months. But anyways, because of Atlas, I actually named my house after a song that they have. W- would you end up going with again? So the Ancient Mariner. Okay, yeah, that's cool. So, so the the Ancient Mariner is the first track on the record, and it's really cool because they kind of set the the ocean theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of recreated like a sea shanty, sea shanty yeah, kind of yeah. sounding thing, and it, it like transitions into the second song on the album, which is like them coming in hard with their yeah. typical rock sound. And that's another thing I love about the record is that every single song on the record kind of flows into each other. Like mm-hmm. it's one big yep. piece. Yep. I love that. Anytime any musician does that to the record, it's awesome. Yeah. And we actually tried to do something similar on our EP that yeah. we're going to hopefully release pretty yeah. soon. The songs, um, they do kind of link and flow into mm-hmm. each other nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually they named, they named that song the Ancient Mariner because there's a really, really old poem I don't know if you remember because I think in our really in, in our senior year English <laughs> class, we actually talked about that poem. I'm pretty sure. Did we? 
Yeah, it's called The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah, it's like this really old um, poem. Uh, Seth Davies also like an English major. That makes sense. And he writes books, actually. Mm -hmm. I think he writes children's books. So that kind of went into, like his literary knowledge kind of went into the Mm -hmm. writing of of his songs, which is a whole other reason to listen to them and kind of pick apart their lyrics. Yeah, Yeah. And that's another reason why I love the record, because you could easily uh, pick out some of the words that he writes and they have like meaning and other things. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. And like this song Albatross that I recommended that's based on an ancient sailor myth where if you see an albatross, you're supposed to follow or, or it like brings you good luck mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but if you kill it, then it like dooms your ship. Interesting. To, to death. And he like uses that, that analogy or metaphor. Yeah. I'm probably butchering what the actual myth is, but there's some like superstition with an albatross. Mm -hmm. Um, and apparently you're not supposed to kill it if you find one. Um, but they kind of talk about what happens if you do kill it and how it kind of dooms you Mm -hmm. and and they apply it to like a lot of other things, but yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Beautiful. Yep. So I think that does it for the band spotlight. Yeah. Go check out, go check them out. Everyone Atlas and knuckle puck. Yep. Okay, well, um, we'll be right back with another message from our sponsors. (laughs) Okay. All right, there's our message from our sponsors. Okay, let's move on. Oh, my gosh, I thought that was so funny. Okay. We have no sponsors. We have have nothing. (laughs) Therefore, if you would like to sponsor us, don't, because it would be a bad investment. (laughs) Um, Who would sponsor us? I don't know. Probably. um, No one. Suave. Okay, if you. Suave. You have beautiful hair. <laughs> Thanks. And I try to keep mine up. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> um, ah, man. The thing about ads and sponsors, if you watch enough YouTube videos, then you will literally find out that YouTubers, for some reason, get the same, like, advertisers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know about you. I don't know how much you watch YouTube, but, man, I see, it, like... You know, when people stop their YouTube video and they say, oh, this video is brought to you by whatever. Yeah. Then Sarah watches. I see that everywhere. It's like a cheap watch brand. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and Audible is all over oh YouTube. Yeah. Um, man, what else? There's just so many. You'll, you'll just end up seeing the same sponsors. So, yeah. hey. Oh, well. So, well, yeah. We're, I like watches. We're, we're not that big yet. So, uh <laughs> We're probably not going to have sponsors anytime Sponsor soon. Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. We need your money. Um, okay. Well, hey, let's let's actually go into this week's tangent. So let me start this off, okay? Okay. Let me paint you a picture. I visit my girlfriend this morning. Um, I wake up early, get in my shower, have my morning brown. Just kidding. I I don't I don't I don't drink coffee. Morning brown. Morning brown. It means coffee. Okay. By the way, yes, it is not your uh, <laughs> number your, two. Your morning <laughs> crap. Okay. Okay. Anyways, moving on. This got really weird. Moving on. I um, need more morning brown. Actually, I just finished my coffee. Nice. Um, yeah, I finished my water too. I drink way too fast. Anyways, I go visit her. Everything's perfectly fine. The roads are kind of clear. I text you if you're up because we got to get this podcast going. And by the way, getting Jason up for anything is probably really hard. I like to sleep. What can I say? And then, and so I'm leaving her apartment and I get on I-35. And if you don't know, 
I feel like everybody who's going to be listening to this knows what I-35 is. It's in Texas. Yes, it's a Texas highway through North Texas, downtown Dallas up until, I mean, it goes, it all, goes the way, far, all the yeah. way through Oklahoma up, up north. So let me just say one thing about I-35. It is a toilet bowl of a highway. It's been worse. It is. It is. It has been worse, but it is still in its best a crap highway. I absolutely hate it. Lots of construction. Uh, yeah, it's. I have to take that highway every day to get to work, and yeah, it's. It's and crazy. So, as I'm driving, I've got my road rage. I'm going 80. I'm swerving in and out of traffic. I'm swerving in and out of cars. Oh man. Um, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to freaking talk about this on the podcast. We're going to talk about the things we hate, Jason. And I'm going to start this off. That's with the tangent things. Yeah. We hate. Yeah. Uh, things we hate. All right. And the things I hate <laughs> is freaking traffic. I, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I don't think anyone loves traffic. No, no, nobody does. I've never heard of anyone who's like, yeah, I, I hope I get a lot of traffic on my way to work today. No, this is, this is me wanting to complain. <laughs> I, I literally, I'm literally using this to complain about yeah. how awful traffic is, and especially on freaking I-35. Oh yeah, I mean, I literally deal with that every morning on my way to work. Uh, Here's and, another, sorry, like, go ahead. I was just gonna say the thing about Texas. Yeah, if it's cold and rainy or rainy at all, people just like forget how to drive. I, I think you could maybe say that anywhere, but right, I live right, in Texas, obviously, right. and I see this more than anything. When it rains, mm -hmm. everyone forgets how to drive. Like, I understand they're trying to be safe, but it's like, hey, you could still go. You could still go relatively the same speed yeah, limit. Like pat them on the back. Yeah, like, hey, not, okay. not 30 it's miles okay. under the speed limit. Yeah. Like, please. Yeah. And uh, it's so frustrating. Okay, I think you are the worst type of person, and you deserve not to have a car if you go at least the speed limit in the far left lane. <laughs> if you are going yeah. the speed limit in the far left lane, get the frick over yourself and get the frick out of that lane. Well, that, that's the thing about Texas. Texas is actually kind of known to have, like, even though we got that Southern hospitality, you know, yeah. but we are pretty aggressive drivers actually on our highways. Seriously. Like, I mean, not going to lie when I drive to work sometimes and I hop on George Bush mm -hmm. turnpike, mm -hmm. I, I go about 90 in the left lane and I still get past people still yes, ride me. And I'm yes. like, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm already like 20 over the speed limit. And then they pass me going like a hundred, like you 110. Think, you think that you fear, you don't fear life, but these people are just psychotic. Yeah. Like I, I'm not on that level. A anywhere I go, I'm always going 80 unless yeah. I'm in like a city. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. But to your point. Yeah. I mean, the left lane in Texas, I'm sure it may differ in other states, but that's the lane that you get in to go fast. Yes. I mean, like naturally the left lane is like the passing lane. Yeah. You know, you'll see that For when sure. you travel anywhere, but in Texas, that's the, I want to go fast, get out of my way kind of lane. Well, we've gotten to that point so bad that we have designated things you can pay for to hop on yeah, to like go the, faster. The expressway. The expressways. Yeah. You know, we, that's so funny. Here's another thing that I hate, Jason. And I'm, I'm going to let you talk about the things that you hate, but I'm still not on my, off my soapbox because I freaking hate traffic. All right. Semis. Okay. Mm -hmm. I-35 is a interstate highway that goes through multiple states. So there's a lot of semis on it. Ton of semis. Always. Everywhere. Always. If you, they should, they should pass a law. And if I have to become a politician and pass this, I will. 
Isaac Hennepin for office. Isaac everyone. Hennepin for office. I will make sure semis are off the road, and oh that's my, my guarantee. No. But if you drive a semi, you should be mandated to drive in the far right lane. I, I think that they don't because that's the exit lane, right? Right. I don't think semis should be in the left-hand lane. No, no. Semis, semis are definitely not allowed in the left-hand lane. I know, and I know that there are specific highways where that's true. Yeah. But if there's nothing more annoying than when you have a semi in the middle lane going, let's say, five under, okay? You've got a guy in the far left-hand lane that's going the speed limit when you're trying to pass him but you're trying to get around, but the semi is going five under, so it's slowing you down, and then another person passes you in the left-hand lane because now you're going slower than them. Now you have two cars to get behind. I, yeah, I've literally you, you know, been in that you, you, you know exactly I, I literally what know I am exactly talking what about. Saying, yeah. And then you have the, the audacity of some people who drive semis to get in the far left-hand lane. Yeah. Okay? And then you have one in the and far- And they still don't go fast enough. No, no, no. You get, you get one in the left-hand lane, then you get one in the right-hand lane. And then you're in the middle. Yeah. And then there's a freaking slow minivan in the middle of the lane <laughs> going the speed limit. And you're you're late for something. You and me, we're late for things all the time. All the time. Because we're doing something yeah. and we lose track of time. And we're just like, frick, we got to get somewhere. Whether it be church practice or whether it be yeah. go hang out with our girlfriends. Our girlfriends are nagging us to go hang out or going out with friends for a drink or something. We're late for things. Yep. And when we're in that situation... We're in a it rush. makes me want to kill somebody. Yeah. It makes me literally want to slam my car into that semi yeah. and cause a 17 pile wreck. Yeah. I'm, I, that's morbid. I'm sorry, but that's how it makes me feel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely understand all of that frustration. But since we're talking about traffic, I mean, there's a lot that I hate about traffic. Yeah. The absolute most annoying thing mm-hmm. that makes me so angry. I see this all the time is when there's a wreck in the other lanes that are going the opposite direction, mm-hmm. but everyone on your side of the highway stops to look at it. Does that <laughs> ever happen to you? It's like that the wreck on the other side is not interfering with traffic no, on your side of the but highway. people are slowing down because but, they're nosy. Yeah, because they want to look at what happened. It's like, dude, like, and they slam on their brakes to see what happened. That is so annoying. It's like, okay, this wreck... Nothing's interfering us driving. We need to keep going. I bet I know you're curious, but look, what are you going to look at? You're driving past it. There's nothing to see. So just keep going, please. Oh, that happens all the time on Dallas North Tollway for yep, me. Seriously. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even on 35, because mm-hmm. 35 is actually a really dangerous highway with a ton of wrecks every year. Oh my year. gosh, dude. Um, but dude, it's like, just keep going, please. And... It, Everyone slams on the brakes, slows everyone down. Traffic gets congested, congested, and then oh, it's just, it's a mess. I hate it. That pisses me off. If you were that person, you were the worst type of person. <laughs> please, this is our change. This is our PSA. Change. Yeah, to stop. this is a PSA. Please stop being an awful driver. That's frustrating. Oh, dude, I wish you could see my morning commute. So I leave my town home. Right. I hop on 35. Right. So I'm on 35 for about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I experience all the horrors of 35 and then I get off, okay. get on George Bush. That's when I go hyperspeed okay. and go. And then from George Bush, I get on TNT. So I'm mm. on three major highways Mm-mm. just to get to work. The tolls are super expensive. George Bush is not cheap, yes. but I love that highway. It's great. 
It allows me to go 90 and not be stopped. For sure. But man, 35 in Dalsar Tollway, rough. Here's another thing that I don't get. So I guess, and I was thinking about this, like do people who decide that they're going to redo the roadways, do they decide what type of concrete they use? Or if it's light or dark? Because you've got dark concrete, you know? You got the black, black top. Well, I thought um, the black is just newer because due to like sunlight oh, and, and cars going true. on, it doesn't just naturally yeah. turn light. That was a dumb question. I think that's that, that's correct. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, were you interested could, in wondering if they want a different color you know, of concrete? They, they've got color splotches. And, no, you know, <laughs> concrete. Let's give it a little red, boys. No, that, that's a different uh, throwback to last podcast. It's a difference between an education and a not an education. <laughs> um, Man, okay, yeah. Speaking of that, there's a few things in the last podcast yeah, we're sorry it was our first podcast please don't come after us we're we're, we're gonna get better i promise we, we just need to okay, well, work first this of all out. yeah first of all we need to forget some of the things that were said in the first <laughs> podcast like the thing related to trump which i'm not going to reiterate yeah please do not second you were talking about casinos and what you said Ab- abu dubai Ab- abi abi dubai there's something i don't that know. is not a place my friend it's a place it's in my heart. Abu Dhabi is a location. Oh, well. Dubai is a different place altogether. I'm about to look that up. You know, actually. formal education, man. I didn't have <laughs> it. So I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss here. I, I, you've got a discrepancy towards me. Okay. But any, let, let me, while you're searching that up, let me, let me go, step back up on my soapbox real quick. Have you, so you know what snow blindness is, right? Snow blindness? Yeah. So like when you're going in the snow and you've got the sun out and it's like literally blind, Sorry, I had to burp there. Um, it's blinding you because the light is bouncing off of the snow. You know? Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, it's like the reflection of the snow. Exactly, exactly. That should not be a thing from concrete on the roads. Have you ever experienced that? It was reflecting at you? I literally was driving down 35 on the way here this morning, and I could not see the lines of the road because of the light reflecting off of the dang concrete. Oh, gosh. How stupid is that? That that is so dumb. That is so dangerous. No wonder why there are so many freaking wrecks on I thirty five. Wow, I actually haven't really noticed that. Notice that, if especially in the morning, like the sun is coming from where does the sun rise? East rises in the east. Yeah, sets, sets in the, the west. west. Okay, so it's coming from the east, and it's it's just coming up, and it's right in your eyes. Not only is that dangerous, but the fact that you cannot see the freaking road because of the sunlight reflecting off of the concrete or the asphalt, whatever it's called, it absolutely pisses me off. I'm calling I'm calling on Texas Texas Governor Greg Abbott right now. Oh my gosh. Get the frick out of your wheelchair and do something, dude. Oh jeez. Roll roll yourself over here. Get to I thirty five and pave the freaking concrete if you have to. Leave that man alone. Leave man. it. Leave it. Do it yourself if you have oh, to. But I am geez. tired and I am sick and tired of having all of this awful experiences. All of these awful experiences on I thirty five, and man. I'm sure the rest of North Texas is as well. You entitled boy. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It, it. It's. It's just. It is what it is. That's the tangent for this week. I, I'm pissed off. You, you can talk about the things you hate after this, but I just really needed to get that off my chest. So thank you. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, throwing it back. Okay. Ab. Abi. Okay. Now I'm messing up. <laughs> Abu Dhabi is Abu what Dhabi. you meant to say. That is the capital of um, the United Emirates. Mm, okay. 
Dubai is completely different. It's a completely different city. They don't refer to the same place at all. Okay. Is that where the Palms is? The Ab- Abu Dhabi? The Palms? So I remember when this was first being started, um, Mr. Porter, Mr. Porter's class in like sophomore year of high school, he was geography, not social studies or whatever it was. He was talking- oh. The palms, the palms, the thing in the ocean. Where, where, yeah, where it's yeah, literally that, that's in man, Dubai. man-made that's in island, Dubai. man-made islands. Yeah, no, Dubai for people is, to live on. Dubai is the crazy place where it's super wealthy and like the cops drive Lamborghinis and um, they have that the world's tallest building, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they have like that big mall. Yeah, that's weather controlled inside what? of the mall. Yeah, it's it's like the world's biggest mall and it's weather controlled inside. Yeah. Oh, is that the same place? Um, okay, this is another tangent here. Have you watched Supercar Blondie on YouTube? Or like, no. have you seen her videos? She's so popular on Facebook. We can talk about Facebook videos on, on a whole different other segment. They're so ridiculous and stupid. But anyways, if I'm on Facebook or if I'm on like YouTube, Supercar Blondie, she's a chick that like does um, reviews on super rare cars and like, companies actually reach out to her to review cars because they know so many people look at her videos. Interesting. She did a video on like the supercar cemetery that's oh, inside yeah. of Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. where you literally can go find supercars that are not that bad. Yeah. But nobody wants them anymore because one, they might've been in a wreck Two, They might, might've stopped working. People who drive cars like that, have so much money that they can buy so many cars. Yeah. They don't know how to fix it. Yeah. That if they wreck it, they just throw it away. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It might not even, it might be salvageable. Yeah. But like, I bet you there are millions of dollars in that cemetery. Oh yeah. Yeah. The junkyard. Totally. I want to go there. I want to, I want to see that place is insane. One thing that I have learned about Dubai actually is that like their financial district Mm -hmm. is cut off to be its own territory. So it's like, you kind of have to whip out a passport to walk in. Really? Yeah, in their business center. And that that territory, it's like small. It's within the city itself. Um, the national language in there is English, and they use American currency. Isn't what? that crazy? That is ridiculous. In their business center. And it's like a lot of companies that are in Dubai, they say their headquarters is in the U.S. Right. In New York. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the buildings in New York are owned by people who live in Dubai. Um, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it's vice versa. It might be vice versa to like avoid mm-hmm. taxes or something. Something like that. It's crazy. But the fact that in their own city, uh, the national language is English and they use American currency instead of whatever currency they use. Very interesting. It's crazy. It's it's a very interesting city. Hmm. Do you think that... I'll, I, can't, I can't say it now. Dubai? I'll, I'll be Dubai or... No, no. So Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. What nationality is that? Like, does does it have a? Um, it's Eastern, right? But what, like, what's the what's the culture? I guess I'm trying to say. Like, or what's the like Arab the religion? Arab. It's Arabic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're on the Arabian Gulf. How much is a plane ticket to go there? Oh gosh. I want to. I want to see if this is a, obtainable. <laughs> you want to go? Let's go. Yeah, no, I want to freaking go, dude. How much is it? Wow, that is like a twenty-two hour, seventeen hour. No way. Fly it? Yeah. 
Wow. Um, like a thousand bucks. Thousand? Thousand one hundred. Round? Or just there? I think that might be round trip. I don't know. That's from Dallas to Abu Dhabi directly. Hmm. Well, I have a house now, Jason. I bought that That's house. Cool. I bought that. I bought that house primarily for rental income down in Galveston, nice. Texas. Nice. Hit me up if you want a little stay here. I want to. I want to be my own sponsor here. You need to get that bad boy up on some. I don't know. Were you gonna plan on doing um, uh, Airbnb? Um, Airbnb or there's this realty down there, re- realty office down there that um, basically, yes, you can buy houses from there. Like it's just a normal realty office, but you can also s- sign up your house for the service of them leasing it for you and also cleaning it. Do, do they take like a percentage? Of the they cut? take a percentage. Yeah, of course. But for somebody who lives in Dallas and somebody who drives, has to drive like five hours, man, that Chick-fil-A we had is tearing me up right now. Ugh. Um, anyways, um, from five hours away, I can't really do much with it. Maybe if you get a listing on Airbnb, mm-hmm. well, is it furnished? I can't remember. Well, so here's the, here's a crazy thing. The I'm actually super grateful for the people who sold the house to me. Three months to close on a house is actually absolutely ridiculous. It should not take that long. Really? It should not. The only reason it took so long was the type of loans that I was going for, and also because. Um, my job is super hard to get a hold of and mortgage people are so freaking picky with the underwriting on specific information. If you do not have documentation or if you don't have proof of information, you could basically might as well just forget about getting a house. Hmm. They're so picky. It is absolutely ridiculous. So with that, with them being picky and then my job not having information for everything and trying to go through HR and trying to go through everything to get documentation as well as, the freaking government trying to give me their loan is a recipe for disaster on wait time. Literally, I got that house inspected October 20th. I didn't close until last week. Oh, gosh. That is Dang. stupid. It is absolutely stupid. Anyways, the reason why I say that that's um, a big part is because kudos to the homeowners. Well, I'm the homeowner now, but kudos to the former homeowners for sticking with us. Um, thank you so much for doing that. And then also she basically said, I don't want any of my furnishings, TVs, the, um, washer and dryer, the fridge, downstairs fridge, the hot tub. They took away the pool, but I didn't want the pool anyways. They took away the pool. There was a pool. Like an above ground pool. Yeah. It was an above ground pool. I don't know why you need an above ground pool when you have an ocean a mile away, but they had a pool, but they took it out, which is cool, which is cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Just keep the hot tub, <laughs> you know, hot tub. Is the hot tub above ground too? Hot tub's above ground. Yep. I need to figure out how to work that. <laughs> I'm yeah, not a dad. So, so here's what you should do now that like you actually have it furnished. Yeah. Like I know you're a distance away, mm-hmm. but dude, if you put that bad boy on some listing mm-hmm. on Airbnb, yeah. so we need to do, mm-hmm. get it on Airbnb get it going, find a local house cleaner mm-hmm. and after each airbnb tenant just get them to come clean it and you pay um, the local cleaner whatever mm-hmm. their rate is which mm-hmm. i'm sure is cheaper than a percentage right. of the realty company mm-hmm. and if you need to go down there and inspect the property just make the drive yeah. and check it out yeah. while you have it just rolling mm-hmm. like you could schedule the cleaner after each airbnb tenant 
And once you build credit credibility on being an Airbnb home owner, mm-hmm. then get verified with them. Or I think that's called being a super host or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you're a super host if you have more than one property or something like that. I don't know, but get your ratings up. I mean, everyone uses Airbnb. Anytime I've gone on vacation for a beach, beach place, we've checked out Airbnbs and mm-hmm. that's how we got the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you should do that. Now, if you want to go to the freaking beach, Jason, all you have to do is talk to me. Let's freaking go. I'm uh, down. It's freaking ready. Maybe um, when it's a little warmer. I don't know. I still like the beach regardless. Uh, I, w- I would go down there even if it was cold. We could do a podcast down there. We could record some music down there. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be fun. The beach is such an inspirational place. It is. Actually, a throwback to Atlas. I think when they were riding into the sea, mm-hmm. Seth Davy took a trip to the Holy Land in Israel and he was walking along one of the beaches there. I'm not sure where. Uh, I saw some video, but they literally wrote the album by the ocean. That's so dope. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We, so. We've written a song in Belize in the ocean. We did. Yeah. That we've yet to... <laughs> Um, it's kind of a banger. Not gonna lie. It is, but it needs work. It does need some work. It hasn't all come to fruition music. yet. All of our music, besides the stuff that we just wrote on the EP, needs a lot of work. We've written albums worth of music, but we only have an EP that we're willing to put out there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's most it's the more you do something, the better that you become at it. And so, unfortunately yeah, so, for us, we've had to do it so many times in order for us to have something that we're okay with putting out. Yeah, I mean, we we're, we're music lovers, so we're also perfectionists. It's like. Yeah, yeah, the stuff keeps getting better and better, so we don't want to release the stuff that we think sucks, mm-hmm. you know? So. And for anything, though, this is the thing. You've got to be okay with where you're at, though. There, you, you can always improve. Yeah, you, you have to commit you, but to something. You, there's going to be a point in time where you have to say, stop, I've done enough. Yes, I can do more, but there are people waiting on this. I need to get this out. It'll be better for me if I just put this out and then work on something new. Yeah. You know, which I think is a lot of things. Yeah. I think we're, we're at that point now. Um, yeah, we just need to get that bad boy out there, which I mean, I don't want to say any definite dates. If anyone's going to hear this and expect it to be out. Actually, you know what? By the time we publish the podcast, I'm pretty sure the EP will be out. You think? Mm, I would say, I, you know, I definitely think that we could release this in February. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say sometime in February, but I have no idea when we're even publishing this podcast. Well, I mean, who, who knows? Okay, so... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, depending on the time frame, it might be weird listening to this, but... Yeah, yeah, depending on who wants to listen to us, which not a lot of freaking people do. I mean, we, we started this thing because we thought we were hilarious and we just wanted to talk more, yeah. you know, but, but um, hopefully this becomes more of a thing. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I, I definitely like waking up Saturday morning having our morning brown together <laughs> with each other. <laughs> morning yep. morning browning together. And <laughs> that's, that's nasty. Shout out to Auntie Donna's. Go Netflix right now, whatever you're doing. And after this, listen to Auntie Donna's on Netflix. They're, they're three comedians <laughs> from Australia and they just do these sketches and these episodes and it's absurd. They're... They're ridiculous. You'll probably hear a lot of quotes from us. We quote that all the probably. time. Probably. We quote that. And then we also, what else do we quote? I think you should leave. Tim Robinson's. Tim I Robinson. think you should leave. Yeah. Oh, that is a very specific sense of humor. Yeah. And yeah. oh, it's cringe, but it's hilarious. Yeah. We think we're hilarious, but we just realized that, you know, our humor is very <laughs> left field. It, it, it's, yeah. It's very out there. It's interesting. You have to have a specific, um, sense of humor to laugh with us but hopefully regardless listening to us is um 
entertaining, you know. How long have we been going? 55 minutes? Is that 55 minutes? I don't know. We're trying to read the clock here. We, we oh, Formal yeah. education has failed me. I can't read clocks that's, either. That's 55 minutes. That's 55 minutes? Wow. All right. Well, let's. I, I think this is a good spot to end. Thanks for listening. Um, I think next week, Jason, we're going to introduce a new segment. We don't know which one it is. Yeah. Like we said before, we have a lot of ideas for new segments. We may even do another artist spotlight. Maybe we can make that more of a regular thing sure. where we talk about music. Yeah. Um, we'll do that. And then we'll pick another tangent mm-hmm. to just go off of. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let me do this, Jason. You and me should do something this this week. Go on Spotify, go on Apple Music, whichever you want to do. Click for you. There's a for you function. Oh, like the recommended music? Recommended, recommended music. Go through the recommended music. I, I think everybody should do this. This is going to open up your horizons for music regardless for anything. Yeah. Listen to it, do recommended, and then if you find a band, bring it to the table. I'll okay. do the same. And so we'll, we'll it has to be it. new. Has something to be we new. haven't heard. Something we haven't heard. Something okay. that I'm down. I love so, music. Something that catches your ear. Something that makes you just want to jump off the walls and just like do it. Talk, talk to people. Yeah, about and it. then we'll highlight it next week. Yeah, I definitely think that because we're music plays such a huge part in our lives. I think we just we can't avoid not having music in something that we're doing. Yeah. You know? So we're just gonna keep that going there. Yeah. Let's keep the band spotlight segment going. We'll probably introduce a couple more segments. Yeah, and um, maybe not next week, but mm-hmm. maybe a few weeks from now, we'll, we'll bring someone on. Yeah, uh, someone else on. Try to get the band on here too. Yeah, maybe have maybe, a band talk. Yeah, maybe the band or maybe once we release something finally. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, hopefully, this was entertaining for you. And please, 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 please um, learn how to drive. Learn how to drive <laughs> for my sake, so I don't freaking kill anybody. Um, and then also. We're probably going to get some socials up pretty soon, but yeah. um, if you're listening to this and you want to kind of give us a follow, uh, mine's Isaac Hennifin, um, I-S-A-A-C-H-E-N-I-F-I-N on Instagram. Um, I actually, I think it's Isaac underscore Hennifin and yours is jrich222. Jason Rich 222 yeah, on Instagram. Jason Rich 222. Give us a follow. We'll probably have a um, tip or tangent Instagram page pretty soon where you can interact with us. You can talk to us, um, give us some suggestions or talk about music, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But anyways, um, he's been Jason. And he's been Isaac. And we hate Texas driving. Goodbye. Goodbye.